the law school of america hearsay evidence in a legal forum is testimony from a witness under oath who is reciting an out-of-court statement content of which is being offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted in most courts hearsay evidence is inadmissible the hearsay evidence rule unless an exception to the hearsay rule applies for example to prove that tom was in town the attorney asks a witness what did susan tell you about tom being in town since the witness's answer will rely on an out-of-court statement that Susan made, if Susan is unavailable for cross-examination, the answer is hearsay. A justification for the objection is that the person who made the statement is not in court and thus is insulated from cross-examination. Note, however, that if the attorney asking the same question is not trying to prove the truth of the assertion about Tom being in town but the fact that Susan said the specific words, it may be acceptable. For example, it would be acceptable to ask a witness what Susan told them about Tom in a defamation case against Susan because now the witness is asked about the opposing party's statement that constitutes a verbal act. The hearsay rule does not exclude the evidence if it is an operative fact. Language of commercial offer and acceptance is also admissible over a hearsay exception because the statements have independent legal significance. Double hearsay is a hearsay statement that contains another hearsay statement itself. For example, a witness wants to testify that a very reliable man informed me that Will Sampson told him. The statements of the very reliable man and Will Sampson are both hearsay submissions on the part of the witness, and the second hearsay, the statement of Will Sampson, depends on the first, the statement of the very reliable man. In a court, both layers of hearsay must be found separately admissible. In this example, the first hearsay also comes from an anonymous source and the admissibility of an anonymous statement depends upon the discharge of an additional legal burden of proof. Many jurisdictions that generally disallow hearsay evidence in courts permit the more widespread use of hearsay in non-judicial hearings. United States The Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution provides that in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to be confronted with the witnesses against him. Hearsay is a statement other than one made by the declarant while testifying at the trial or hearing, offered in evidence to prove the truth of the matter asserted. Per Federal Rule of Evidence 801d, 2a, a statement made by a defendant is admissible as evidence only if it is inculpatory, exculpatory statements made to an investigator are hearsay and therefore may not be admitted as evidence in court, unless the defendant testifies. When an out-of-court statement offered as evidence contains another out-of-court statement it is called double hearsay and both layers of hearsay must be found separately admissible. There are several exceptions to the rule against hearsay in U.S. law. Federal Rule of Evidence 803 lists the following. Present sense impressions and excited utterances. Then existing mental, emotional, or physical condition. Statements for purposes of medical diagnosis or treatment. Recorded recollection. Records of regularly conducted activity, including absence of entry in records. Public records and reports, including absence of entry in records. Records of births, fetal deaths, deaths, and marriages made pursuant to law. Records of religious organizations of facts of personal or family history, contained in a regularly kept record. Marriage, baptismal, and similar certificates. Family records. Statements and documents affecting an interest in property. Statements in ancient documents. Market reports, commercial publications. Learned treatises. Reputation concerning personal or family history, boundaries, or general history, or as to character. Judgment of previous conviction. Judgment as to personal, family, or general history, or boundaries. 
Rule 804 adds several additional exceptions where the declarant is unavailable. Former testimony. Statement under belief of impending death in homicide or civil actions. Statement against interest. Statement of personal or family history. Forfeiture by wrongdoing. Also, some documents are self-authenticating under Rule 902, such as, 1. Domestic public documents under seal, 2. Domestic public documents not under seal, but bearing a signature of a public officer, 3. Foreign public documents, 4. Certified copies of public records, 5. Official publications, 6. Newspapers and periodicals, 7. Trade inscriptions and the like, 8. Acknowledged documents, for example, by a notary public, 9. Commercial paper and related documents, 10. Presumptions under Acts of Congress, 11. Certified domestic records of regularly conducted activity, 12. Certified foreign records of regularly conducted activity. England and Wales. In England and Wales, hearsay is generally admissible in civil proceedings, but is only admissible in criminal proceedings if it falls within a statutory or a preserved common law exception. All of the parties to the proceedings agree, or the court is satisfied that it is in the interests of justice that the evidence is admissible. Section 116 of the Criminal Justice Act 2003 provides that, where a witness is unavailable, hearsay is admissible where a, the relevant person is dead, b, the relevant person is unfit to be a witness because of his bodily or mental condition, c, the relevant person is outside the UK and it is not reasonably practicable to secure his attendance, d, the relevant person cannot be found, e, through fear. The relevant person does not give oral evidence in the proceedings and the court gives leave for the statement to be given in evidence. The two main common law exceptions to the rule that hearsay is inadmissible are res geste and confessions. Canada. Hearsay evidence is generally inadmissible in Canada unless it falls within one of the established common law exceptions. As a result of the Supreme Court's decision in R. V. Conn and subsequent cases, hearsay evidence that does not fall within the established exceptions can be admitted where established that such evidence is both necessary and reliable. Additionally, hearsay evidence that would otherwise be admissible as an exception can nonetheless be excluded if it is not necessary and reliable, as in R. V. Star. Australia. The rules of evidence differ among the states and the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth, Victoria, New South Wales, Tasmania, and the Australian Capital Territory all share similar hearsay provisions in their Uniform Evidence Acts, the other states rely upon the common law. As elsewhere, hearsay is usually inadmissible, outside of interlocutory proceedings, unless it falls within one of the hearsay exceptions. Uniform Evidence Act. Hearsay is dealt with under Part 3.2. There are several local peculiarities with its treatment. Section 59 defines the fact of a hearsay statement as being something that it can reasonably be supposed that the person intended to assert by the representation. Hearsay rule confines the potentially broad number of assertions it might cover by this broad definition of representation to only intended representations adduced to prove existence of the asserted facts. In Levy the Queen, the term representation was used to apply to statements and to conduct and was used to encompass all those statements or the conduct would convey to the observer. The Extraordinary Section 60 allows a statement's use as hearsay if it is admitted for a non-hearsay purpose, although the application of S60 may be limited by Section 137, which is essentially the discretion formerly known as Christie. Section 72 accepts evidence of a representation about the traditional laws and customs of an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander group, although this arguably would have fallen into the public right exception at common law. Confessions are called admissions by the Act 
which quite foreseeably led to the confusion whereby counsel applied for the admission of the admission, they are dealt with separately under Part 3.4, which lifts the hearsay rule. The Acts Dictionary defines admission broadly enough to include anything that might be used against the accused. The other sections in the part for the most part codify, roughly, the common law rules. Malaysia. In Malaysia, hearsay evidence is generally not allowed. However, the Evidence Act 1950 permitted a few exceptions, such as Section 60, 73A, 73A, etc. News. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America, Zealand. Hearsay evidence is covered by Sections 16 to 22 of the Evidence Act 2006. Previously inadmissible, the 1989 decision of the Court of Appeal in R.V. Baker created a common law exception to the hearsay rule based on reliability, which was codified in the Evidence Act. Pursuant to S. 41 of the Act, a hearsay statement is a statement made by someone other than a witness, in the proceedings, that is offered to prove the truth of its contents. Under Section 17 of this Act a hearsay statement is generally not admissible in any court proceeding. Though Section 18 states when a hearsay statement may be able to be given in court. This is when the statement is reliable, the statement maker is unavailable to be called as a witness or it would provide undue expense and delay if that person was required to be a witness. There are also a number of specific exceptions such as statements in business records. Other exceptions include state-of-mind evidence, CRV Blasland, and whether the statement is tendered to prove the fact it was uttered or made, rather than to prove the truth of its contents. Norway. Even if Norway has a maxim of free evidence, any statement, object, forensics or other matters that may apply, to be entered and admitted in court, hearsay is in conflict with the defense counsel's or prosecution's ability to cross-examine, as the witness who relayed the original statement is not present in court. In practice, hearsay is then not allowed. Sri Lanka. In Sri Lanka, hearsay evidence is generally not allowed. However, the evidence ordinance recognizes a few exceptions such as res geste, recognized under Section 6, and common intention, recognized under Section 10, and some other exceptions from Section 17 to Section 39. Some other exceptions are provided by case law. Sweden. Sweden allows hearsay evidence. Sweden applies a principle of admissibility of evidence which means that there are very few restrictions on what evidence is allowed in court. It is then up to the court to evaluate the reliability of the evidence presented. Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, hearsay is generally admissible in civil proceedings under the statutory regime. Section 46 of the Evidence Ordinance provides that evidence shall not be excluded on the ground that it is hearsay in civil proceedings unless the party against whom the evidence is to be adduced objects to the admission of the evidence, as well as, the court is satisfied, having regard to the circumstances of the case, that the exclusion of the evidence is not prejudicial to the interests of justice. Sections 47a-51 provides for safeguards in relation to hearsay evidence admissible under Section 46 so as to avoid abuses of the general admission. The obligation to give notice and particulars to other parties when proposing to adduce hearsay evidence, Section 47a. The power to call witnesses for cross-examination on hearsay statements with the leave of the court, Section 48. Consideration relevant to weighing of hearsay evidence, Section 49. Competence and credibility, Section 50, and Previous statement of witness, Section 51. The courts shall draw inferences from the circumstances as to the weight attached to hearsay evidence, in particular, whether it would have been reasonable and practicable for the party by whom the evidence was adduced to have produced the maker of the original statement as a witness.
whether the original statement was made contemporaneously with the occurrence or existence of the matters stated, whether the evidence involves multiple hearsay, whether any person involved had any motive to conceal or misrepresent matters, whether the original statement was an edited account or was made in collaboration with another or for a particular purpose, whether the circumstances in which the evidence is adduced as hearsay are such as to suggest an attempt to prevent proper evaluation of its weight, whether or not the evidence adduced by the party is consistent with any evidence previously adduced by the party. The new civil regime also preserves a number of common law exceptions that are unaffected by the statutory safeguards except for the Section 47A safeguard relating to notice. In criminal proceedings, the law relating to hearsay has not been substantially changed in Hong Kong, and the common law regime remains the rules followed by the Hong Kong criminal courts. Hearsay evidence is inadmissible in all criminal cases except for common law and statutory exemptions, which include admissions and confessions, dying declarations, declarations in the course of duty, declarations against interest, co-conspirator rule, statements in public documents, out-of-court statements, evidence in former proceedings, and res geste. Statutory exceptions in criminal cases include negative assertions, Section 17A Evidence Ordinance, Bank Records, Sections 19B and 20 Evidence Ordinance, Documentary Records Compiled by a Person Under a Duty, Section 22 Evidence Ordinance, Computer Records, Section 22A Evidence Ordinance, and Agreed Written Statements, Section 65B Criminal Procedure Ordinance. A recorded recollection, sometimes referred to as a prior recollection recorded, in the law of evidence, is an exception to the hearsay rule which allows witnesses to testify to the accuracy of the recording or documentation of their own out-of-court statement based on their recollection of the circumstances under which the statement was recorded or documented, even though the witness does not remember the events attested to in the statement. It is sufficient that the witness is able to testify to having made the recording, and to having written an accurate statement at that time. Under the Federal Rules of Evidence, Section 803, 5, a recorded recollection is defined as follows. A memorandum or record concerning a matter about which a witness once had knowledge but now has insufficient recollection to enable the witness to testify fully and accurately, shown to have been made or adopted by the witness when the matter was fresh in the witness memory and to reflect that knowledge correctly. If admitted, the memorandum or record may be read into evidence but may not itself be received as an exhibit unless offered by an adverse party. The rule is followed by most U.S. states as laid out in the Federal Rules of Evidence. The evidence thus presented may be read into the record, but the actual recording or document may not be given to the jury, except under very narrow circumstances. A Dead Man Statute, also known as a Dead Man Act or Dead Man's Rule, is a statute designed to prevent perjury in a civil case by prohibiting a witness who is an interested party from testifying about communications or transactions with a deceased person, a decedent, against the decedent unless there is a waiver. This prohibition applies only against a witness who has an interest in the outcome of the case and applies only where that witness is testifying for his own interests and against the interests of the decedent. Furthermore, the restriction only exists in civil cases, never in criminal cases. The restriction can be waived. A waiver can occur in a number of ways. 1. The decedent's representative fails to object to the testimony. 2. The decedent's own representative testifies to the communication. 3. The decedent's testimony is brought before the jury in the form of a deposition or in another form. With respect to U.S. federal courts, Rule 601 of the Federal Rules of Evidence defers to state law the determination of whether a witness is competent to testify. About half of the U.S. states have enacted a dead man's statute, more commonly referred to as the dead man's rule. 
some states have enacted compromise variations to the rule. For example, in Virginia, an interested witness may testify only as to the statements of the deceased if this testimony is corroborated by a disinterested witness. In other states, such as Illinois, the rule has been expanded to prevent an interested party from testifying about communications with a minor or a legally incompetent person. The Texas Dead Man's Rule, found at Texas Rules of Evidence, 601b reads, b, dead man rule in civil actions. In civil actions by or against executors, administrators, or guardians, in which judgment may be rendered for or against them as such, neither party shall be allowed to testify against the others as to any oral statement by the testator, intestate or ward, unless that testimony to the oral statement is corroborated or unless the witness is called at the trial to testify thereto by the opposite party, and, the provisions of this article shall extend to and include all actions by or against the heirs or legal representatives of a decedent based in whole or in part on such oral statement. Except for the foregoing, a witness is not precluded from giving evidence of or concerning any transaction with, any conversations with, any admissions of, or statement by, a deceased or insane party or person merely because the witness is a party to the action, or a person interested in the event thereof. The trial court shall, in a proper case, where this rule prohibits an interested party or witness from testifying, instruct the jury that such person is not permitted by the law to give evidence relating to any oral statement by the deceased or ward unless the oral statement is corroborated or unless the party or witness is called at the trial by the opposite party. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America